Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Greg is with us today, and uh, Greg has a lot uh, on his plate. He's doing a lot of projects. He's obviously a filmmaker, film creator as well, content creator, you can say. And he's uh, he's a long ways away. You're like seven hours ahead of me, right? Yes. Seven hours. It's two totally different uh, worlds that we're living in right now. It's I mean, I'm man. I'm actually I'm starting weekend. And you've got still some work to do before you kick in into weekend. So yeah, pretty much that's the difference. I know. I got to go to work right after this too. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, we can uh, kind of milk this conversation a little bit. But we'll find out. <laughs> Thanks so much though for for coming on the show. I, I I'm really intrigued and inspired because I connected with you on LinkedIn a few weeks ago and you were kind enough to come on. You know, I wanted to pick your brain about your early experiences as you know, not only like a filmmaker, but what kind of molded that inspiration and what evolved that passion for you? Because I know you worked on a lot of movie sets as, as a young person out in Poland and, and you had all of these different experiences. So what kind of, you know, to start off, you know, like explain what kind of created that passion for you and what has evolved for you over time that's kind of, again, pushed that passion into today's world? Because it's hard to stay passionate about the same thing um, for, for many years, at least in some people's eyes. So uh, what's your take on, you know, you starting out and kind of molding that passion? Okay, um, passion. Uh, I got it like a, like kind of two questions, where it starts from and then how it led actually to passion. Before this passion was actually created, there was serendipity and luck. As a young person, you know, each you've got your colleagues, you've got your friends you hang out with. And turned out my best friend, his father was very well known prop master in Poland. And you know, during summertime, instead of for himself his son hanging out and doing stupid things. He was taking him to his work. And I said, like, I'm his best friend. Can I go with you guys? Like, yeah, come along. And it's one of the things, like, during the summertime with all your friends hanging out, doing cool stuff. 
you actually work on the movie set with people we all know from the screens. And like, that's the hell of an adventure. And it started one summer and then, you know, second summer. And then over the time, I started building my own reputation. I started getting better from, you know, low lowest paid job from like you know cleaning movie set bringing coffee to then few later back working in production camera assistant and developing this love and when the summer finished you come back to school and we went to summer camp like i was on the movie set boys and girls and that was a hell of an adventure and this is how it started so i was lucky enough so i could i would say grew up on the movie set and i'm always highlight this part that instead of hanging out with the people of my age during the summer which would be cool of course i spend most time with people like you know two three four times five times older than me because you work long hours 14 16 hours a day during the whole summer so you spend a lot of time there's a lot of conversation so at the young age i was in front of conversation like about the money life you name it like pretty much everything so i spend time with people I looked up to and this you know this every summer and then like some extra job throughout the year led to my um love to filmmaking filmmaking industry I I had the time of my life working on the movie set job like never any other job you can possibly imagine yeah then look up to a lot of people met a lot of people and this is how the whole journey started and there was like kind of click in to go into the other part of my life and decide to pursue that passion for for filmmaking. And this is where we go to the passion and uh, keep passion burning. That's a hell of a challenge. And I got to the moment, like there is a moment like when you run out of passion or the passion dies out. And then when uh, discipline kicks in, when, when your devotion or dedication, what you want to achieve, and I would even value that more over passion. The older I get, like sometimes there's like there's no passion, but you know the work needs to be done. The like the video need to be produced, and um, at the end of the day, there's like this love what you do. But passion is a tricky word to be honest with you, because I think there is a lot of time when we don't feel passion. There is a period of your life when you don't feel passion. It might even sometimes for months or even years, I believe. And there is a question, do you want to, what's, what's the reason behind it? Or it's just part of life you're going through, you want to give up on that? Or you want to push through it and capitalize um, or pivot? That That's the challenge. So the passion one is a hard one. I mean, I totally agree with you in that sense of only being, I feel like I'm mostly passionate about thing for something for only so long before that passion kind of dies and burns out because it's hard to be, you know, set in and locked in on the same thing for as many months, as many years before. It's just kind of like, not a drag, but like, you've got to keep going. Like you said, if you want to accomplish your goals in the long term, you kind of have to, again, put your head down, buckle down and accomplish those things through the, the foundation of that passion that you had months before and years before and, and to come out on the other side with that, you know, passion reignited in a sense. So have you ever felt moments, you know, when, regardless, normal life experiences, uh, creating content, creating films where you, you started out, you had an idea that you were really passionate about, then, you know, in the process of doing it, you know, it wasn't really there, but 
when you got that end result or like you finally picked up where you left off, you finally got to that, you know, burning passion again that you originally had when you started? Uh, that's a good question. Um, actually, there was a moment, that was a good, there was a moment in life when kind of diverted from the moment when I move abroad to Scotland and I've been living here for the, over the last 10 years. And there was like, you know, came to follow dream. My dream was actually to, you know, to end up in Hollywood and make movies. And like, I said, like, I, once I graduate, I'd like to go to Hollywood. Like, first of all, no one give you a visa to the United States, like fair, fair enough. Second of all, you don't speak English at all. So, you know, moving, moving to Scotland and, you know, pursuing this, you know, quote unquote American dream and like, you know, making the short films, studying English to, to learn how to speak that language. And that was the moment when I actually diverted and started like being into development, other things in life, which gave me pleasure. And that's a point a friend of mine said like, okay, let's make a short film. I've got some idea for a script, like, Christmas story with the workout at the background, dark comedy, something along those lines. So we actually, okay, let's do it for fun. And once we got into project, we pull all our hard, like, you know, edit and then distribute and got good traction. And then I felt like being alive again. And I realized how the process, making movies, working with people from idea to uh, writing script, organizing, getting money, you name it, until you've got the final product. And some people get back to like the best Santa Claus movie I've ever seen. And I said, like, wow, I love that feeling. And then I rekindled that. I was like, wow, this is it. If I would say passion, this is where it happened. But it, it, it was gone at some point, and I have to like stop, withdraw myself, and then rekindle that through process. And for everyone who is like, I need to find my passion, I started thinking differently. And this concept, I think, is from Seth Godin. I think Seth Godin is the guy who teach a lot about it. Like, it's not that you wait for the passion, you work your way through to find that passion. And I actually worked my way through film industry, working on that, and through the years of working on the movies, enjoying the work itself, the passion started to grow in me. And I think that's, that's, the way, that's the way forward with the passion, not the other way. Find passion, then do it. I would rather say, try to do as many things as possible. If you have serendipity, as I had on the film, in the film industry, go full in and see how it can turn into passion or maybe, you know, lead you to somewhere else. That's so true. Like I, I, I always say, even on this show, like the best things in life are unplanned, man. Like if you're able to like at least try and do something, it could turn in turmoil into something that you never thought would ever happen. And it's make, probably one of the more happier things that you could do in life is be shocked by what, you know, God has to offer, what, what happens down the road that you weren't exactly planning um, in that sense. So do you think the, the, the passion like you were talking about there, um, not gets reignited, but I guess gets ignited in the sense of people giving you feedback on your work. Like you just said, like, Oh man, that was the greatest, you know, Christmas movie I've ever seen. Like, do you get that, you know, spark plug from that type of feedback, whether it is stuff like that or whether it's someone like, yeah, you need to work on this. That really wasn't that good. Cause like that could be a motivator too. I mean, it's a mix of uh, a few things I would say, like, you know, positive feedback. It's something like, I've done something valuable. It was like eight or 12 minutes. I don't remember exactly. So someone gave their 12 minutes of their life 
to watch something which they enjoy and they even went a step further to add another few minutes to drop the comment. So that, that's the positive and then re embrace within you like, man, like do this good stuff, contribute somehow to others. And the whole process itself, because it was time, it was winter and like, you know, we were running late with time. We actually posted the video after Christmas. So we lost this kind of momentum when we can get more traction when everyone is Googling, looking, everything related to Christmas. But the process itself, the, the journey we have to go through, and then, you know, small successes, people we met along the way, everything adds up to like rekindle this, this passion in you. And yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's never one thing. It's like, you know, combination of, of different ones. I mean, at the end of the day, just because you gave me uh, credit for my poster, I'll give you credit for the pursuit of happiness. That's what it's all about back there. You a lot of credit before you went on about the Foo Fighters poster, so I wanted to give it back right at you. But, yeah, I mean, that's so true, you know? Like, you're able to um, gain these different types of inspirations, in a sense, by doing these, um, by creating stuff that you didn't, again, think that was going to be on the table beforehand so like when you first started out you know making short films or creating content whatever you were doing you know you look back at like the early first stuff that you ever did and obviously you probably go back and think like okay i could have done this better i could have done that better obviously just naturally you know as you grow you have more ideas in your head do you look back at any of those and think like okay this was bad and it helped me learn? And were there others where it was like, okay, this was bad and I don't really know what to take from this? Because again, I was very inexperienced at the time and it's just not really that good. It's, it's a fascinating question and I'm laughing inside because our first project we did here with barely speaking English, there was like something which is called 48 hour film project. It came from, I think Washington DC, the whole concept of 48 hours to make the movie over the weekend. And then from all over the world, they pick the best one and the winners go to either, you know, LA, Washington. Uh, and like, it was so bad, like so, so bad uh, that I, I won't, like it was screened in, in the cinema, in the cool cinema in Edinburgh, the, the cameo, it was Quentin Tarantino, favorite cinema in the city. And that was super, like super bad. And the thing is, because when we, moved here we had this years of experience in the film industry but there was more from production but we've never went into like you know directing video writing script etc so when you think you are very good because you've got this years of experience and then you, you go after something which is part of the industry but you've never done before like you've never tried to write the script direct or edit and then you realize how hard it is to tell you know story you might be good organized, but you need to, you can capitalize on this experience, but there's still a long way to go. And actually this one, just like, you know, bucket of ice water, like, okay, guys, you are not as good as you thought and think which way would you like to go? Like what expertise would you like to develop? And this is actually when another step of journey start. And it's like kind of mentality. It's not for me like, oh, we kind of failed. It's more like, oh, we can learn from that. Let's be sure next time when we do this end credits, there will be no me mentioned 10,000 times. So people are like, oh my God, it's you again, 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 again. Like that was so bad, embarrassing. And after that, like, you know, you try to be better with every, you go to, into books, start reading, you start educating. It was before YouTube, 
to the sense when you can Google or find on YouTube pretty much all answers to your question. So, you know, get the books, classy, you know, go to work in the restaurant, save money, buy tripod, buy DSLR. It was Canon Mark II when it's like the whole industry exploded because you can get the great footage for a small amount of money. So, yeah, man, uh, I think that just the question of attitude, whether you would discourage yourself, but most of them, you will suck at the beginning. I was skateboarding, so I can relate like first weeks on skateboard you are so bad you get this cool skateboard thing you will be you know the guy who can nail it no chance so i i knew the process and i'm still in the process and i think this never-ending story so i want to be sure every single production every single video i'm going to make try to be a bit better than the previous one I mean, you're going to be motivated at the end of the day, whether it is, you know, sucky or, you know, something that you could look at and be like, okay, yeah, that, that wasn't my best work, you know, especially looking back at it now, you know, and it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people, picking the right brains about what you can do, gaining that knowledge of what you want to accomplish um, at the end of the day. And, and, you know, to go back on, you know, making films, and like you said, like gaining more knowledge, reading more books on stuff, you know, whether it is the actual equipment that you're using, you know, shots that you're taking, or whether it's the actual story telling aspect of the film, I feel like you you have to take a long time in order to digest certain things and make sure that they come out the right way. You know, like making a short film, I'm sure is one thing, but when you're looking at like a documentary or a feature film or anything like that, it takes a long time to bring everything together. What, what was the longest film that you ever were a part of in that, you know, storytelling aspect where it just took a long time to develop everything at once um i mean the, the longest one will be you know back in the days when i worked in film industry in poland there was a tv series like a crime tv series which was fairly popular back in the days and this one was like a three seasons at least i worked three seasons so you know we become like a like a family and actually that's that's the best part because I was not even looking to work, to work with the same people again, because as I mentioned, we spend long hours with them. And with the, you mentioned, um, whatever it is, the short film, documentary, feature, you name it, it's not about your capability, it's about the capability of the team. You know, it's very important, like, what kind of actors, what kind of director, like, you know, Christian, Christopher Nolan, and his movie, like, very recognizable, there's other directors, but there is bunch, like, hundreds of people behind him helping him to make it of course he's guy who is leading the way but you need all these people around and one of the best things growing on the movie is that i had the great role models so i worked for the companies which i hated every single day of my life and i wanted to quit and that was that was very tough uh, on the other hand i met the producers who become for me like a second father and I own to him, I will own to him forever because a lot of streets of character, behavior, good stuff I learned from him. Uh, and I'm, I will be grateful for the rest of my life because the principles I'm operate, operating at the moment. So, you know, having these people around me, that, that was priceless. And it turned out it was like, you know, in this film industry. So, uh, yeah, I don't know whether it actually answered your question. I just diverted the other way, but... Um, that, that would be the longest, the longest one, and yeah. No, I mean, you're so right in that sense of having to have the right 
people surrounding you to go back in full circle around that because like you could have the foundation which is first and foremost but unfortunately if you don't have the quote-unquote connections that network you know those people that you know are going to help mold and kind of grow that you know mindset and mentality of this is what i want to do and this is how i'm going to get there i mean there's probably hundreds of people out there talented as hell who just never got you know a break or never got an opportunity to work with the people or work with the stuff that you've gotten the chance to work with are you um like looking back at that like have you ever had experiences growing up where you thought it wasn't going to work out. Was there any backup plans? I know you studied um, quantum physics in school. I did. Which is... At the university, yeah. Yeah, so like, were, were there like any sort of backup plans for you or do you obviously have any other, you know, aspirations to do anything else? Uh, I mean, like, there was a backup plan. Actually, more this backup plan came from the place where I was, where I was growing up. In Poland, like if you don't go to university, like you have to, like this kind of this is like social narrative to go to university. And I couldn't afford to go to film school. And actually, I got advice not to go to the film school from the same film producer I mentioned previously. He said, like if you want to be in film industry, you don't have to go to school. Like if you want to be director of photography, you probably need. But he, you know, quote a lot of people in the USA who are like, you know didn't finish university or film school and they become because you need to be good it's not about the school but because i decided to go to school and have a backup plan which was idea from my parents and everyone around so i was good in math and physics so i did my master degree in programming with application in quantum physics and then you know graduate that opportunities to you know have a very well-paid job and don't worry financially you know secure attention like all sorted but deep down inside it's like it's the easy way forward. Like, what if I can make my dreams come true and, you know, make video, make a movie, end up doing it in Hollywood. But the Hollywood for me was a symbol, something which is unattainable, something like, if you talk about the movies, the Hollywood is a symbol. Now we live in the era, like you can have your own production company on YouTube and you can make the huge career, inspire people, have like millions of people watching your stuff. In this is, you can have impact. But I said, like, what if, what if we push that boundary? So I left my university background behind me, my career behind me, you know, moved to Scotland, start from the lowest pay job as a kitchen porter, because despite the degree, I didn't speak English, so I couldn't even apply it. And then, you know, walk my way up and to kind of Hollywood dream, I would say, in the way. And that was a hell of a journey. But good side note for it because i didn't waste my time going to university because studying for five years some abstract things like they're very heavy i need to develop my brain in a certain way and the best things i've learned at university capability of learning so when i said i started studying like you know cinematography all the kind of stuff i am capable to learn a lot like literally and because of my experience uh it gave me advantage and then when I go into business, uh, that was the other part of my life. Uh, it helped me. So I tried to capitalize on this experience. And when we land at today, so I'm content creator, filmmaker, as, as I can, I don't know, label myself. And all that experience, the various experience from the past, they actually mold and shape my creativity. So maybe people with the same skill as I am, but because of my 
you know, quantum physics experience, moving abroad, studying English, uh, going through hard time with disease and all the stuff we all go through. It shapes you as a human being. And it turns out the tool, which is filmmaking, storytelling, resonate with me. And I believe I can take it to the next level. And as I start with the Create Greg, a company or brand for myself, and I was like, what does it mean create? Create videos. But even more important, create yourself. And this, you mentioned about the pursuit of happiness. That's for me, ultimate goal at the back of my head. Like I said, funny one day, like I cannot die until I make this kind of movie. And a friend of mine who is a producer said, I said like, Greg, you've got two options. You either make that movie or you live your life like this movie. And if for everyone who saw that movie, the process, the, our protagonist, which is going through and ending up succeeding the whole journey and it's based on true story is beautiful it inspired me an idea is to create content which will inspire others create videos as a creating myself create yourself so this is how this like you know ups and down journey brought me to today I mean, that everything happens for a reason, man. And I'm, I'm inspired and, and very impressed of how, like, you're able to react in a certain way. I feel like, again, you're very, you know, happy and pragmatic as opposed to saying, like, oh, like, I'm bitter about this happening, whether it is, you know, stuff in just everyday life. Professional, personally, you mentioned, you know, battling disease as well. Like, you, you could easily look at that and say, like, oh, man, like, F this, F that. Or, like, you could turn it around and be like, find a positive in everything. How, how early on did you kind of have that mentality and what kind of shaped that for you? Which, which point in your life was, okay, this was the experience that kind of changed my mentality. Like you, you got to be positive in every situation because at the end of the day, if you're positive, positive things will happen no matter what. Ooh, I, I cannot pinpoint to any particular part in time, but I, I saw evolution over the years when I look from time perspective so, you know, as a young man, I was like your relationship and following the standard society expectation, like, you know, graduate, I had the girlfriend, so we are about, you know, get engaged, etc. And after seven years, everything like, you know, crashed and burned. And then like, you know, young man, broken heart, went into like, you know, fitness, like, you know, I'm single again, starts reading books. And that was at this part of the life, which I was vulnerable like broken because what bad things happened to me and because i came across good books some good pieces of advices and actually it shaped me in a good way then like you know uh moving abroad starting from was a hard time as well and the same for me like reading books trying to find this role models through books through now youtube and other sources and I got obsessed with that to a certain degree and I knew because it helped me once, inspired me, so I can find the solution. Because when you've got the problem, there's 100% someone living on this planet who had exactly the same problem. Oh, yeah. And they probably figure out the solution. And there's a chance they wrote the book about it or share it as I can share from my experience in certain topics. If you struggle with something and I struggle and I figure out how to do it, I can share that piece of advice with you. So I start looking for the answers at each part of your life you've got the question even if you don't know is a question like like why i'm sad why i'm feel down in the dumps like what's going on with me so i said let's try to find the answer and pursuing that answer going through tough time i've tried to like you know 
find the answer, apply it, work out for me, good, move on, move on. It's like there's people who are super happy or, you know, have everything like health, life, work-life balance, family. It's like, what's their different? What do they do? They've got head, two hands, two legs. Like they look at me, like maybe, you know, different background, different skin color, doesn't matter. We've got the same capability as a human beings. Similar, like I, it doesn't matter. So start educating myself and start seeing patterns and then applying them, seeing results and embark on this um, long lasting journey of learning. And I don't remember, I think it's Mahatma Gandhi said that um, live in the way you were about to die tomorrow, learn in the way you will about to live forever. I think it was Gandhi who said that, uh, paraphrasing him. So yeah, I took it seriously. And that's where my, you know, positive spirit and trying to flip it, the bad things in my life and take a lesson and look on the bright side. This is where it comes from. Edu- educated, educated. I did educate myself to be that person, create myself, literally create myself. I mean, you talk about learning something like every single day, like learning is the forefront of everything, like whether, you know, good times, bad times, like you could learn something, whether it's from reading a book, having a conversation like we're having right now, like you're able to learn something from every aspect, whether it is, again, a book, a person, I I think you'd learn something from almost anybody in the world, no matter what their situation in life is, because if you're able to, again, like tap into what they're kind of feeling in a sense you're able to not understand it to a t but you're able to gain that information and think like hmm like i wonder why they're feeling this way right now i wonder how um it would affect me if i was going through what they're going through so like do you think you you talked about it earlier you know going to school and developing that you know discipline factor of, of learning and reading and studying do you think you wouldn't have had that same discipline if you hadn't gone to school and, and, and done that, whether it was from a business or quantum physics standpoint, you know, studying all of that stuff? Do you think that you would have been able to have that same discipline to learn something every day? Um, I, I would say yes. And, it's, and it will come from uh, my ambitions, uh, the home I grew up, my surroundings, it made me ambitious, competitive, and I would say, in general, people unlike me or people who live in Simon, they're fairly competitive. I think because the place where we grew up, the history of Poland and the state of country, which was, you know, in 80s and 90s, and the way how my parents brought me up, like, you know, the way how they taught me how to deal with life, and this, you know, competitive nature. The education itself allowed me to find my way to study, expand my brain capability because, you know, I have to learn a lot of abstract things. And um, Polish university is, they are not on the list of like, you know, top universities like you can find in the USA, UK, or some other parts of the world, which like everyone's talking, everyone know them. I think they are far away from them, but the level of education, like, it's ridiculous. Like, you really have to absorb a lot of knowledge to, to graduate. So this this one just, you know, pushed my capability. But to answer a question, sort of like, no, my traits of character, which grew with me working on the movie set as well, like, when you grew and, like, you see these people and you 
you look up to them and then you think, I want to be like them. So you see how smart they are, how like, you know, they're great at acting, great at using camera. And you know, they learn somehow. So like, I want to learn as well. So you learn from them. And then like some of them like suggest you some books. I, I had some training with them. So this kind of like, you know, growing up and planting seeds, like be ambitious learning and, and be one of them. So I think even if I didn't study, I would kind of go that path. I mean, I feel like you go in that way anyways, just because like you said, like you have that undying will to make it happen. You know, like you, you mentioned the difference between, you know, just wanting to make a film or, you know, like I, I can't go on with life without making this film telling this specific story, you know, like you hear it from the greats all the time. You mentioned Tarantino earlier, Scorsese, all these great filmmakers, you know, feel like they have to tell this story in order to, you know, continue on with their pursuit of happiness in a sense. Right. Exactly. I mean, we all can contribute like they, they do on a big scale, but you've got your podcast, you've got your own story to share and you might not get back to the point when you inspire millions. But what if you inspire one person and something could click with that person and protect that person from committing suicide? It really, I believe in that. Like, this person will never pick the phone and say, Jack, listen, I listened to your podcast like, you know, six months ago and that it triggered this, this and that. And I decided not to do this bad thing. You will never hear about it. Like no, no chance. But putting something out there. And we talk about these big works of people like, you know, Scorsese, Tarantino, like the movies which inspire people. For me, Pursuit of Happiness and the story, the way how they told inspire me. But there's a lot of which I call like small heroes, like people like you who do, like being great for your parents or your neighborhood. There's great things from Richard Branson, uh, Virgin Group. Uh, the guy actually said like, start from drawing a circle and go into circle. If everything in the circle, namely you, is organized, sorted, try to expand your circle to your home, your brother, sister, parent. If you sorted out this one, expand it better to your neighborhood, then to your town. And if you big like Virgin Group, which is one of the biggest companies in the world, then you can expand your circle to cover the world and then try to change for a better place. But if we can do through our storytelling, through being best version of ourselves, devoting time to others that's that's how we make the world a better place and we've got different tools some people can paint some people can build businesses some people can shoot videos and if we use that tools and we become superb at using that tools some good things might happen as long as we've got this you know good traits of character and, and the right attitude because like with everything you can create videos to spread hatred or you can use business to like, you know, leverage people, make money and leave dust behind you. So um, it's, it's up to the person, but we've got a huge impact, even on a small scale, because you never know. There's a, there is a theory of butterfly effect, if you know. So you know the butterfly effect. So for everyone who doesn't know, it's like if there is a butterfly flying in one part of the world the movement of his wings and movement of air can have an impact on the other part of the world so it's kind of abstract but in this abstraction it makes a lot of sense so yeah i believe in that 100 percent, man i mean nobody can do anything on their own like you have the no. foundation you have to create a team of people who are like-minded nobody has the same mindset but people of 
the like-minded mentality that want to accomplish the same things as you want to do. And, you know, in, in your profession, like you, you see it every day, whether it's people having an idea and coming to a team with that idea to create and mold and that perception of what that story is going to be on screen, whether it is a short film, feature film, documentary, you talk about, you know, creating content for businesses as well to promote their stuff, whether it be on social media or, or networks or anything like that. From, you know, that experience, how, how different is it, you know, creating content and putting stuff out there for businesses that, you know, want you to, you know, help them out? Like you have that partnership, that agreement to come together and help you know, spread the word and try and inspire people that way, as opposed to making short films that inspire you? Ooh, um, I think you can combine both. Uh, before I, I mention like how I see how you can combine them both, taking two steps back and you've mentioned a few times, like, you know, having the right people around you, which is 100% through the flip side to that, I would, I'll be cautioned with everyone. Like if you try to find excuse not to executing or doing your stuff because you don't have team, that's the biggest mistake because uh, I think it's a great example of, you know, certain YouTubers, the Mayday name, they create the great content starting off as a single, single one man band, then educate to create the content. And there's like, or filmmakers who like with no budget, like create this, short movies and manage to distribute and as much as like having right people around you i would push like if you don't have it instead of focusing on the resources be resourceful focus on resourcefulness how to find that way how to make it like when we started with the short films like we couldn't get enough money so we're trying to get the people to help us out like in return if you make a good movie we can each of us add to portfolio and a lot of people were not serious as we were or just like you know uh, didn't pay enough attention they didn't want to educate themselves and the whole project failed so i started educating myself the friends are educating about the writing scripts me about shooting video all the technical aspects so i would i would be cautioned to not to um find us excuse not having the right people and leaving that behind like moving like the difference between for me now the difference between like doing these videos for yourself or sharing people and doing for businesses, uh, if you don't close down to money. I mean, when I start off, I had this, you know, uh, uplifting idea. So I will, we will make that short film, which will one day break into, which will give us a break into industry. And I can live off uh, working hospitality over the weekends and making movies throughout the weekday. So that was this, my interpretation of this Hollywood dream. And it failed me at some point because I, I had to face battle with the cancer and because all the money was going into, into movies. So I ended up to a certain degree broke. So I didn't have like, you know, $60 to fly back to spend time with my mom. This is how bad I was like. And I knew if I, my therapy would go further with not capable to do any work, I would really struggle financially to the degree like not being pay, able to pay in rent, et cetera. And then I realized like, you know, you've got the skills. Can you figure out how to make money of your passion and then use that money to create that videos? And there is a guy, is a Chase Jarvis, the guy behind Creative Life. You know, so huge an inspiration. And I was looking up to this guy for a long time and he said things with just, it's in my mind pretty much every single day. 
don't make art to make money, make money to make art. And he's like role model of, of doing that. Like he become like the well-known photographers. He was charging ridiculous amount of money for shooting. And he used that money to, you know, to create creative life, to do a lot of passion projects. And I thought like, let's to do it. Like I can do amazing job for businesses with my skills and building business previously and how to use the storytelling to help them to increase branding awareness, increase sales. And then get hefty part of that pie in, you know, them paying me for that and being sure they will be ROI positive, return on investment positive, and use that money to invest in your pursuit of happiness. This single quote from Chase Jarvis just flipped my thinking. Like, you don't have to be romantic about it. Just go to work, educate yourself how to be a business person into creative space. Start making money from your skills you develop over this because you can solve the problem with video. There is 100% you can solve big problem with video worth a lot of money. And then if you've got this burning passion in your heart, use that money to make that short film you always dream of or to contribute to any cause. Money gives you freedom and, and, and you can make it. You have to do a couple of tweaks. And I think one with the other can go together. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally agree in the sense, like, even today, you mentioned it before, everybody has the ability to have their own platform. Like, you don't need to have a specific job or a specific, you know, network to, you know, put out content on YouTube or on social media, on LinkedIn, wherever, you know. And to your credit, you know, talking about having different ways of thinking of how to create those opportunities for yourself, you know, like it's not a one way street. It's not like, all right, you get a high school diploma, you got to get a college degree. And then once you have the degree, you know, you're going to have opportunities elsewhere. Like there's been so many people, so many successful people in every which direction that have gotten to where they want to be because of one, their passion and their ever willing die to, you know, succeed. Like they, they, they never gave up, you know, like it, it doesn't matter what your path is. Like if you can find out like those little life hacks in order to, like you said, like, you know, get money in order to make art, you know, don't get money yeah. just because, you know, it's money. And a lot of people fall into that, you know, greedy aspect of just like, okay, I need this to obviously pay my bills, you know, put food on the table for my family and that stuff, which is obviously understandable. But like, if you're able to, you know, at a young age, understand how that works, you're going to be setting yourself up for success because you're going to be, you know, consuming all of that, you know, proper knowledge that you need in order to have that successful life when you need the money, as opposed to thinking like early on, this is how it works. Oh, I didn't do this. So I'm not going to be able to get this. Like, it's not a one way street. You can get it from every which direction. You just got to have the mindset to think outside the box and make those opportunities happen for yourself. Amen, man. This is exactly like you can find if if you want to make things, you will find a way. If you don't want to make, you will find excuse. And and I like that's period. That's this is how it works. And yeah, the whole topic we are talking discussed is one book which I've got all the time at the back of my head, and I want to mention for all your listeners. It's called Mastery by Robert Greene. I don't know whether you read that book. Uh, it's on the top of my list of the best book I, I read because the guy did study of all successful people. I mean, because I mean, like 
um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci or Darwin and how he came up with theory of evolution. And there's like big, big names from the past. And he is a great researcher. And the way how he frame it and got the conclusion like what you need to get to achieve mastery was apprenticeship stage and it's all backed up with the stories of this all amazing human beings we all know the names but we would never had like the back story and i recommend for everyone to read it and then ponder on it um how to as the as the name of the book how to achieve mastery and and this book show like there's like no excuses like all the struggle that we have to go through like honestly that's a story for epic movie itself oh my god so i mean robert green you said the author yes i'm gonna have to check that out definitely because i i'm always interested to again depict different you know perspectives and obviously he's you know done you know great studies with a lot of great successful people so i i definitely love to understand it from that aspect because at the end of the day like you talk about learning from others is the only way like everybody's gotta you know not piggyback off each other but you know help each other out it's like it'd be a lot smoother a lot more calm nature of the world that we're living in today if everybody just you know was able to understand everybody and everybody was able to learn from everybody from where they're coming from in each and every different perspective in that sense and uh you know the last thing i wanted to ask you because again i am watching the clock here and i know you don't got a lot of time but what i wanted to ask you you know looking back at everything that you did you know whether it is in the profession your personal life the personal experiences that you've gone through you know obviously you you wouldn't trade any of that for the world because it's made you to who you are today it's molded who you are your mentality and what you've been able to do with those experiences both personally and professionally but what was the one aspect that you could look back and say like man that was a turning point but i wish i could have done it differently like you ever look back at things and think like if i had one redo like this is how i would have done it differently whether it is through you know, relationships, you know, dealing with your illness. What's that one thing where you would look back and think like, okay, like I would have done that, you know, a little bit differently if I had the chance. It's a simple answer, never and nothing. And to explain that because it's impossible. Is it even ridiculous to think this way? Because um, 10 years ago, when I struggled with something, doesn't matter what it is. There was a great with state of mind and knowledge and life experience, 10 less year than now. And I was making the best decision at that time with knowledge, experience, and, and life experience I had. Like, I couldn't make better. It does not make sense. Like, at the age of 90, I will have 90 years of life experience which will allow me to get the better decision. It will be a different point in life. So at the age of 25 years old, I had a different mindset. So I make decisions and I couldn't make any other better decision because that was that time. And as simple as that, like, okay, even if I may do wrong one, like, okay, learn from it and make, as long as I didn't kill anyone or destroy anyone's life, which never happened, I've never made this kind of mistake in my life and I will do everything not to do this level of mistake. Rest of it is like 
fairly flexible. If you lose relationship, you lose business, you lose job, um, you lose health. Like, like I've been smoking for 15 years of my life. I've been chain smoke. Like, like of course, if you have like, that would be smart. If I could turn back, I will not be a smoker. That's stupid. Like, no, because I would at this stage of studying, smoking, drinking, like I was a part of my life. And if it will cost me to shorten my lifespan, that's that's the part of the journey. I'm, I mean, thinking, and for me, one of the questions as well, like, what would you do if you could, like, to sell, tell to your younger self? I would say, as Nike say, just do it. Just go for it, man. Like, whatever it works, if you come alive, let's go. Push it, see how it goes. Try to do as many things as possible. Expose yourself to as many experiences as possible. Go out and live your life, and, and you see how it goes. And there will be ups and downs. You have to go turn in life. And at the end of your life, you can look back and say, that was cool. That was bad. But that was a hell of a fun. And yeah, I, I live my life to the fullest. And I, think I would love to have this takeaway. One of my aims at the end of my life, I want to say, I did it all. And I want to say, I made it. But if you ask me, what does it mean I made it? I don't know. But I want to say, I made it. I gave it all. I left nothing on the table. So regret nothing. Just try to do all in. It doesn't work out every single time. I would say like probably most of the time doesn't work, but there is a moment when it did work out and these moments I'll remember forever. No, I mean, you just said it right there. It all starts with trying. Like if you don't try, you're already failing in what you want to pursue. Because like you can look at, you know, two different roads and think like, if I go down this road, like this is what's going to happen. Like if you plan for something that, you know, seems great, like on the cards, like, okay, like everything lines up and it looks good on paper, you know, like whether, you know, I'm trying to make an analogy, whether it's like with sports, like you have like a dream team of players and like, it's like, Oh, we're going to win the championship this year. Like, it's not that easy. You actually have to go out there on the quarter on the field and make it happen. You know, like just because you plan for something to be good or if something doesn't look good down the road, doesn't mean that end results just happening. Like it might happen since you're already thinking it, but like if you're able to create a certain mindset and say like anything could happen on any given day, you, you have no idea what's going to happen. And that's when like the greatest moments in life are created. You're able to tell that story of thinking like you would have never believed this would have happened to me because, you know, like I went out, I tried it, you know, like you said, nine times out of 10, maybe it doesn't work out. But that one out of 10 is, you know, the moments that define and shape who you are, right? There's a loss of connection for a second. <laughs> Did you hear that last? I was just, you know, saying like... Uh, it just last, I would say, 10 seconds. It was just just the, the screen froze, but now it's good. Okay, perfect. So, like, again, I was just asking, you know, like, you know, going down these different directions, you know, things could look great and they don't turn out great. Things could look bad and they turn out awesome. You know, like it's about trying, like not everything is set in stone unless, you know, like your mindset is telling you, all right, this is how it's going to happen. Have a rich experience. Like you do amazing things. You try to connect with people, speak with them, learning, sharing with others. And like, even being like in a lockdown or I don't know how much you are restricted in your part of the world. Like we actually, finishing another phase of lockdown so we'll be able to have more freedom but you create a opportunity for yourself you speak to the people you share your knowledge you're going to work like i would love for you to have the rich life like you know and you can create this rich life even like with 
limited capability, like, you know, speak to people. Once they open the borders, you can travel or you can go one job, the other job, or you can might drop the podcast and start anything else. And you will do different things. And some of them might just click with you more. It's like, bang, this is what I want to do. You go full in and you make, you can make a huge impact. And at the end of everything, you know, you can see like, wow, I've done this. I spoke to these people. I met X number of people. I did I try to squeeze the most. And I, I love the story how you say like, you know, with the teams when they compete, like with this aspect, like when you go full in, you can still lose because they were better. Like no matter, they were just, they had like more skills, a bit of more luck because like, you know, this is sport. And, and say to say, I went all in, they were just better. I think it's still a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, again, like you never know what's going to happen until you go out there and actually do it, you know, for better or for worse. So you may as well go out there and, and try and, and see what happens. Because most times, you know, if you're able to grind down again, buckle down, like I've been talking about, like, Good things are going to happen at the end of the tunnel if you just, you know, never give up and have that resilience yeah. to do what you want to do. And you got to have that undying will. Like we said at the beginning, you know, like the passion is the foundation. Are you going to be as passionate about it when, you know, you're going through, you know, the trenches and, you, and you're not as, you know, in tune, you're, you're busy, you're not doing things you want to do, you're not getting the breaks you want. Are you going to be as passionate then? Or are you able to, again, see through and see that light at the end of the tunnel? I think that's very important. And again, I t promised I wouldn't, you know, drag on here. I know you got to go here soon. So Greg, I want to thank you so much for uh, being gracious enough to take time out of your morning to talk, or I guess my morning, I should say, uh, <laughs> talk to me. And uh, I hope you're staying safe, man, staying healthy. And hopefully we can get back to normal times sooner or later. And I'd love to chat again sometime. Jack, thank you very much for your time. I did enjoy that. And man, thank you very much for all the effort you put uh behind this and as i said like i i'm a huge believer that, that your effort can bring a lot of good good to this world and we don't have to change the whole world but if this helps somehow one person we we did terrific job for the last one hour and, and 10 minutes and that that's the coolest we could sit eat cheap crisps and watch some stupid movie Unless it was a good movie, that would be probably like a different story. But uh, yeah, well invested time to do something for yourself, for others. Appreciate it, my friend. And that was that was a pleasure to talk to you. And that's what it's all about, man. You know, if you can help one person out, that, that, that that's just as good, you know, to me personally as helping millions around the world. So thank you again and God bless. God bless to care of my friend. All the best. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow. And now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally gonna break up with you. He's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.